0: And welcome to Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday, and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. So be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes.
1: Hi, my name is Sage. You can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Sundula, and I use she, they
0: pronouns. Hi, my name is Claire, and my pronouns are she, her. You can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Claire Curie's.
2: Hi, my name is Mackenzie. I use she/her pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at Ardock Ranch and on
1: TikTok at Mac 2 Reality. And today we're talking about Aralani for our Girl Boss of the Week. Super glad to bring back um, this little series that we do. It's uh, Girl Boss of the Week. If you've never listened before, it's a show where we talk about a girl boss from Star Wars. It's- pretty self-explanatory. Um, today, Aralani, she is a uh, Chiss. She's an admiral uh, from the Chiss Ascendancy. Uh, you can find her in all of the canon Thrawn books. Um, maybe. I don't. Is she in she's,
2: is she She's actually
1: in all of them. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's so, in alliance.
2: Well, she's not really in alliances. He talks about that he went to go drop off the kids with Aralani.
1: That's okay. We were gonna say
2: that. <laughs> yeah,
1: that counts. Um, yeah, pretty much that's it. We're gonna get into a good discussion. Um, and yeah, welcome back to Girl Boss of the Week. Yeah, I can
2: start. So a little bit more, I guess, about uh where we get to see Arlani. So Arlani actually first shows up in Legends in the book Outbound Flight, which is like semi canon because a lot of the stuff in Outbound Flight winds up in uh um lesser evil and um so she first shows up there and uh she actually it kind of shows up to deal with one of Thrawn's messes which is pretty on brand like even for in canon <laughs> um how she is and she's actually introduced like one page before Thras is. like she shows up to meet Thrawn and then Thras shows up like he came with her he like rode in with her um but yeah so that's the first time she like appears ever and uh so it was really cool that they decided to bring her into canon and give her like a bigger role i guess uh that timothy zahn would do that and like in the ascendancy trilogy i know she has like a really big role like she's kind of one of the main um characters so
1: yeah she first shows up um in canon in uh thrawn 2017 Mm-hmm. Which, love love Thrawn 2017. <laughs> I could talk about it forever. However, I think that it would have benefited more if Arlani was in it more. Um, but I feel like that's most books in Star Wars. Uh, I feel like I can't remember <laughs> in literally any Star Wars book and it would. When miss- will we get Aralani in the High Republic? That's what <laughs> That's I'm what wondering too. <laughs> High Republic authors, I I know you're listening. Like yeah. we don't know how long Chis live. Uh exactly. you know, she could have been alive. <laughs> <laughs> um so true. Thinking about Aralani and Avar Chris kissing on the mouth, but I'm <laughs> I'm so sorry, we're already getting started on this. This is such a bad idea. Um back to Thrawn 2017 she's there basically to, um, to pick up Eli Vanto. And uh, because Thrawn sends his um, boyfriend to the Justice Ascendancy, lucky him, I guess. And he gets <laughs> to go hang out with Arlani for like a few years. Um, and maybe a year, maybe. <laughs> it's Yeah, I think it's a little over a year. And so she doesn't get much time in that in the comic adaptation she gets a little image and it's sexy uh, and I love to look at it but then we see her again in Thrawn Treason and that's more when we get like a a a gist of her character she's very um strong-headed she's a girl boss at at her core um and she will literally, yeah okay
2: in Thrawn Treason, she is introduced uh, sitting on the command chair and scowling, which, you know, that's just amazing. Love a woman who scowls.
1: <laughs> oh, <So> true. <laughs> um, <laughs> she also, I think one of her main traits that is shown in this book um, that we get a lot of in the Ascendancy series is that she will do anything for the Chiss right? And uh I feel like specifically she'll do anything for the Chiss Skywalkers.
2: Yeah, uh, I think her relationship with the Chiss Skywalkers is pretty interesting. Um, because we, I mean, we get a the first bit of it we get, I guess, is in treason. Um, because we get to see her interactions with Uhi and um with Vanya and I'm so sorry if I butcher any of these chiss names because I don't know how to say that. <laughs> but yeah, so we get a little bit of her interactions with them there, but then we get to see more of that in the ascendancy trilogy, um, which is just really interesting.
0: yeah, I definitely think that like she's very much a chiss in the way that she like would risk anything to protect the skywalkers, which obviously, like like Sage was saying, is like part of their job. But I think that the way she approaches it um there's definitely some people who approach it just like yeah this is my responsibility whatever but she approaches it from the perspective of like knowing how important the skywalkers are and also just like genuinely caring about like what happens to the chis beyond just like her military like obligations um and i think that's very interesting and i also like we'll i'm sure we'll get into her like friendship with Thrawn a lot more but um I so my reading the way I read the Thrawn books was interesting because I read Chaos Rising first and then I was like, oh, I should probably like read the original trilogy first. And so then I went and read all three of those and then I read Greater Good and then Lesser Evil. <laughs> so I already knew who Arlani was before I read Thrawn Twenty Seventeen. So the whole time I was like, where's Arlani? When does she show up? And mean, <laughs> she was like barely in it. And I was like, this is so rude of them. Like she should be the main character. Um, But I think, like, as someone who watched Rebels and was like, "Okay, Thrawn is like kind of cool, I guess, whatever." But his his relationship with Arlani is really what first made me be like, "Oh, he's actually like kind of a cool guy, like kind of an interesting character." Um, specifically like during the Ascendancy trilogy, like before he joins the Empire, and that was really the thing that made him like a character that I cared about, and it helped me like going forward being willing to read five other books about him and not just being like I don't care about this guy
2: yeah yeah and I could see how reading Chaos Rising would definitely do that because Arlani is kind of the first like if you read Chaos Rising first Arlani is kind of the first friend that we see Thron make um which yeah that's definitely um would help kind of get a better idea for his
1: character I mean they're slight like I love them <laughs> Remember when Arlani had a sleepover, or they had a sleepover? (laughs) Lauren had a sleepover, at Arlani's house. Was that in that book? Yes, yeah, that's in Chaos Rising. When she was still Ziara, Queen, I miss you. Where's my (laughs) Ziara novel? (laughs) Um, Oh, something
2: I did want to say about her relationship with the Skywalkers. I think it's interesting in the Ascendancy Trilogy, they talk a lot about how, like, a lot of the admirals or the commanders or whoever, um, kind of just see like the skywalkers as almost like I don't want to say a machine but like basically like a tool that they use to get places they don't really see them as like a little girl and I feel like Aralani kind of did a good job of like um towing that line because she she cared about um Sherry or Abby I think is her skywalker um I I know there was at least one part where. I think it was when they had Ilparg, who was that, like, uh, um, that, uh, what's the word for it? Like, a ambassador? And they had, like, a Chiss ambassador on her ship, um, and he was, like, really awful and rude and um, kept trying to, like, push the Skywalkers to do more, and she basically told him, like, shut up, <laughs> and um, that she wasn't going to kind of stand for, like, disrespect of her Skywalkers and things like that, so I thought that... That's really interesting. Um, but I also think it's funny, like the changes that she has between, because if you're thinking about it chronologically, so like between Chaos Rising and Treason, uh, kind of the different ways that she interacts with Skywalkers, because in Chaos Rising, Thalleus does leave Cher- Sherry with um, Arlani for a little bit. And um, I can't remember the exact quote that she says, but she says basically, Cherry is saying that she's worried about Thaliaus and Thrawn and that they're gonna die. And Arlani basically just like straight up tells her, like, well, sometimes people die. <laughs> and like it's not very comforting to hear that as like a nine-year-old. Uh, so that's not great. But then we see in treason with Uni, um, like Uni has been through this like very traumatic experience. And the first thing that happens is Arlani like hugs her, and they just kind of like stay there for a little bit in like an embrace and um she like tells her like soothing things so i i don't know if like as she got older she got better with kids or what exactly happened there i think she's always had like a good heart like she always cares about them but maybe she just didn't quite know how to interact with them <laughs> as much before um so i just thought that was interesting to point out
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely going on a little interlude here hopefully i can get through the whole thing um I think the way that Timothy Zahn writes Aralani and writes women in general is just so perfect and so unlike Jon Favreau. Maybe I spent literally half of last episode dunking on Jon Favreau. Anyways, the way that um, Timothy Zahn has written Arlani is so, it connects with readers so much, especially readers who are female, because Arlani has all the qualities of this like badass female character, right? She can fight, she is an admiral, she's in charge of people, but she also has these moments with the children who are like, like with unhu and she's like hugging her and she's telling her everything will be okay. She has like a nurturing quality and it's not over-exaggerated and it's very in character and it's, we we're, were saying how it changes. I think it's consistent in the aspect that Yeah, 20 years have passed between those. Like, and so it would evolve, you know, as she gets older and as she spends her career around these kids more. Um, And I think that's very something that is not seen a lot in um, media in general, but especially like science fiction media.
2: I would agree. And um, I also, like, this is a tangent, but um, I think Timothy Zahn is really good at writing like different types of women. Um, like unlike some other people, you know, that kind of have one, um, like stereotypical woman that every woman they write is like that. Uh, you okay. know, you
1: can say John Favreau, like it's <laughs> fine.
2: Um, so like arlani is definitely one, like specific type of character, but then you also have characters like Thaliaus who, um, you know, are more like motherly, and um, then you have characters like. Lutro who are goofballs. And like, I, I think he's good at, about writing different types of women, but then also women that are very like nuanced, like they can have multiple personality traits and things like that. And I do think that that's interesting that he has gotten so good at that because I have read all the legends books and I don't want to like do Mar Jade slander because she is a cool character, but she was, at least in like Heir to the Empire, kind of one-dimensional. You know, she was a badass who had like a secret past, um, and there wasn't like a lot of nuance to her character. So it's really nice to see that he has evolved in writing women.
1: We love an author who can take criticism and learn. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can acknowledge and get better. That's mm-hmm. what we like to see. Yeah. Exactly. Not to like keep talking about Timothy Zahn on Girl Boss of the Week, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Zahn is the Girl Boss of the
0: Week. <laughs> Timothy Zahn has created like half the girl bosses in Star Wars. So, that is true. gotta give credit where credit is due.
1: <laughs> I just love Cheery. Like, <laughs> it has nothing to do with Arlani, really, except for the times they interacted a few times. But I think that she's also one of those characters who's like, wow, you, this, like, straight cis man really wrote this 10 year old girl perfectly i like, think she's amazing yeah. to go back to Arulani though um getting into okay i don't remember anything that happened in greater good um that's so <laughs> unfortunate for me skipping to lesser evil for a minute <laughs> arlani and wutro why aren't they kissing on the mouth currently i don't I know, know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing i will say timothy's on where are my lesbians (laughs) yeah you can you can write women great just make them kiss more often (laughs) there's just like it's just the added step that
0: you you should
1: implement like Uh, all the
0: chemistry is there i just want to see two women kissing
1: right (laughs) um one day we'll do a wutro episode maybe but for now the scene (laughs)
0: where um
1: they're talking to i think it's Rosku. And uh, did I butcher that? Is that how we say That's it? That's how I would say it. Okay, yeah. And uh, um Rescue's definitely not talking to Arlani or Rucho uh, because girl boss, you know, a different <laughs> kind of girl boss. But, um, and then Rucho's like, maybe I'll handle this one. And then she has her little moment. Yes. um in, Like kind of fake slanders Arlani, like to everyone. Um, and then Arlani and her just have like this little look. And mm-hmm. I don't know the line, but I remember it was there. And uh they just like the relationships that Arlani has with her co-workers, no matter who they are, but especially with Woodrow, they're so personal. But she's also so uh like dedicated and driven to the she's Expansionary Defense Fleet. Like she is a girl boss at heart, right, she'll, she'll do anything for her, her job, except when it comes to her, the people that she loves, right, and I think that is very admirable, and I love her to dad. Yeah,
0: yeah speaking of that scene, I remember exactly what scene you're talking about, because I was, like, so true, Wutro, like, a whole different level of girl boss bossery was going on, but also, when I was reading it, I was, like, Speaking of women kissing on the mouth, but it was really giving that like Arlani and Roseku were like bitter exes and Wutro was like, I'm here to defuse the situation as your new girlfriend. And it was literally like the funniest thing ever. And I just, yeah, Lesser Evil is so, like all the Thrawn books are very good, but Lesser Evil is just on a on a different level. Like it was so good. Um yeah. It was long and i read the entire thing in like two days when it came out which yeah same here is crazy <laughs>
2: <laughs> and during those two days i had to drive four hours so four hours of it i like listened to the audiobook. um yeah i got like minimal sleep but anyway uh what was i gonna say about oh rose um in arlani's conversation uh one of my twitter mutuals said this one day But they said they have the kind of relationship like they dated in college because they were the only two sapphic people there, but they don't have anything in common. So it was a very messy breakup. (laughs) I was like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that.
0: No, but you're literally right, though. Like, personality-wise, I'm like, I don't ship them at all. But that one conversation, I was like, what's the mystery? Yeah, y'all seem to
1: be exes of some kind. (laughs) as somebody who dated the only other sapphic at my high school um, who had nothing in common who i had nothing in common with yeah,
0: yeah. like you're like i'm so even firsthand experience um
1: i do think i am the Aralani in the situation um but maybe i'm bit biased uh, anyways wow what if she listens to this no i'm just kidding she would never lie. i was like uh, <laughs> no um shout out to my ex on the fulcrum transmissions podcast <laughs> what else happened in lesser evil that we have to talk about in regards to Arlani? i would love to see um, you talk about some macro and thaleas for an hour <laughs> don't there was that up. moment
2: <laughs> there was that moment in lesser evil which i loved where she um basically there's two families that are fighting and she goes and like gets her ships to snatch both of them up and then like physically separate them like they were two like cats fighting and she
0: like collared them and just held them apart and I thought that was very
2: powerful of her (laughs)
0: there's one scene in lesser evil that I remember and I literally don't remember like the context or who the other person was but they're like above some planet and Arlani just like fires on one of the other chis officers to like get his attention. And he comes over the like comm system or whatever. And he's like, What the hell are you doing? And she's like, being a girl boss, get it together. <laughs> and it is literally the funniest thing like, I've ever read. Lesser evil was just so unhinged. Like, as it like, like just let women like be a girl boss and be like unapologetic about it when men are holding them back. And that was exactly what happened in that book.
1: Okay. I did um, something about greater good nothing to do with Arlani but um lacro is mm-hmm. the sexiest chiss i'll just that's my con- I was literally- controversial opinion of the week it's not simacro it's lacro he's literally And you know sexiest. why it's because he's good with kids i mean you could argue that that simacro and cheery also that's have a true that's true but it's different because lacfro is a farmer right and speaking right. as a almost agriculture major in
0: college I find that attractive <laughs> <laughs> okay I also remembered something about greater good which I did remember I just don't know why I thought it might have been in like chaos rising or something here's my confession of the day the hardest I cried during any of the Thrawn novels was not during Lesser Evil. It was when Yomi died in Greater Good, which is, like, the most unpopular movie no, of my entire you're life. Right. No, you're I right. was sobbing. Like, it, it's because it, they it, did her so dirty. I know. Why She just wanted to, to, like, live. chill and vibe and, like, watch the like bird migration or whatever she was exactly. doing and then she got murdered and then they told her like Beyonce that she like left him and I was like why would they anyway do that? that has nothing to do with Arlani <laughs> I just think it's funny and everyone's like oh yeah I like sob during like the the like end of lesser evil and I'm like yeah but like we're not talking about what really matters what like we should really be crying over <laughs>
1: Speaking of the end of lesser evil, uh, Thrawn got exiled. Yeah, he did. That was a thing that <laughs> happened. <laughs> and Arwadi was there. And and Thrawn was like, I'll see you in a few months. Timothy's oh, yeah, on, I actually- will literally, Timothy's on, I'm in your walls. Timothy's on, I'll throw a brick through your window. That was the <laughs> most horrendous thing I've ever read in my entire life. Why would you do that to me? Um I do yeah, like that, that
2: after uh Thrawn got exiled, um Arlani's immediate reaction was to go to Bake's office and raise hell. Like she was ready to burn yes. that voice to the ground. <laughs> she was and, ready. <laughs> yeah, and then was only yeah. like comforted what Thrawn said, like this is the plan. It's just a testament to
1: like just how much like she cares about him and you know obviously like a lot of people care about thron um especially like in the ascendancy series because that's before he becomes a fascist um but you know uh i think that that is very much so like when she was like ah like this is not okay like how could you do this like to be keep it was very it was so emotional because that's when you really, you've been building up this entire, like, arc between their friendship, between her and Thrawn for three novels. And you see them when they're younger, when they have a little sleepover at her house. Literally the cutest thing ever. Some, there was other, oh, when they were on a besties date at
0: the museum! Oh, Are man. you kidding me? <laughs> I think, like, the fir- literally, like, the first time they hung out, Um, he was, like, looking at her art and he was like, I bet I could, like, beat you in a fight right now and she was like okay let's do it and I'm like didn't you guys like and barely know was, each other like what's going it was on her idea because they were yes. looking at
2: stuff in the museum and he, she was like well you could have just read about like how these people fight or whatever this doesn't really prove anything let's go back to my place and you can look at some of my art and then we'll see if you can beat me in a fight
1: not. the way that She's she so is amazing. just more than anything else like she's just better than anybody (laughs) but yeah so she it's just like how she knows him so well like so many people don't understand Thrawn in like in universe they don't understand how his like brain works how he gets to where he does so quickly and um but then you know Arlani is always there for him even when she maybe shouldn't be, uh, even when she's gonna get a bit in trouble. Um, but uh and in the end when he's like, Oh, I'm leaving, I'm gonna be exiled, uh she's kind of like, No, don't.
2: Yeah, leave. yeah, she she makes them promise to say goodbye to her because mm-hmm. that's what friends do. Yeah. Um, and then he does promise her that he'll only be gone a few months, and then he's gone, uh almost 20 years, so... Um, and I was gonna say something about that. Oh, um, in Treason, I thought this was something interesting. In Treason, when they get back together um, and she gets to spend time with Thrawn again, um, I hope I'm not misremembering this, but she only calls him Mithron Yorodo. She doesn't call him Thron, which um, uh, is very interesting because they do have a whole conversation in Chaos Rising where he tries to call her Admiral, and he says, she says, when it's just between us, it can just be Arlani and Thrawn. We don't have to use titles or anything like that. And, you know, there's like a big thing in Chis culture where like you kind of introduce yourself with the long name, but then you use the short name like any other time. Um, and yeah, in in treason, she only calls him Thrawn Yorodo because she's so- pissed at him. <laughs> but well, OK, so there's two reasons I think of that that is. So one, she's pissed at him. <laughs> and she wants him to know that. And then I think the second reason is, and this is kind of just my own headcanon, but when you think about it, all that time that Thrawn has been in the Empire, nobody calls him that except for the Emperor, who does call him the Thrawn Yrata. And obviously, she doesn't know that, but I think she it is her way of like trying to remind him who he is. Because one of her big things in Treason is she wants him to come back to the Chess Ascendancy. She doesn't want him to be hanging out playing fasc- fascist in a. Uh, empire space anymore um so uh she wants him to come back and so I think some of it is that she's trying to tell him I am upset with you and then part of it is also like remember this is who you are nobody calls you this but I can because I am Chis, and those are your people and that's where you belong she's so like, like well, remember I the good old know.
0: days when we like went to art museums together and you like gave bought markers for children and now you're like committing atrocities like yeah. <laughs> what's going on
1: <laughs> if Arlani was there to witness all the things that Thrawn did in, in, in Rebels
0: she he yeah. get slapped. okay he get slapped. he's like he's like wow it's one you know what's so crazy I actually like destroyed like I just started like bombing the citizens of Lothal and she's like what's wrong with you yeah
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like she would be like um okay and did that further the chiss ascendancy in any way <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> like that's the only case where i could see it
0: being worthwhile
2: um and i don't think that had a direct correlation to the chiss ascendancy safety unfortunately <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> yeah spoilers um, for the ahsoka series actually once they rescue thrawn are Arlani- do not put your head in your head sage <laughs> and we <laughs> they rescue thrawn and Arlani is there and she's like slaps him across the face and is like I heard about what you did on Lothal and he's like I can explain and she's like no I don't want to hear it
1: so imagine in the Ahsoka series Arolani pulls up and meets Chopper Sage, <laughs> that would be very powerful am I like why are you guys acting like I'm crazy like it it would happen and then and then Star Wars would break like it would be nothing bad ever happening again um I it's think okay. uh, Aralani should meet Hera
2: Sandula because Hera's single now.
0: So yeah. true, so true. <laughs> it's been long enough since Kanan mm-hmm. died. It's time exactly. to start moving on, Hera. Exactly. Thinking about Hera and Aralani raising Jason
1: Sindula. Thinking <laughs> <laughs> Admiral Aralani raising Jason Sindula.
0: She's like, no, nah, I used to spend a lot of time with like poor sensitive kids, so I know what I'm doing.
1: She's like, hey, can you... <laughs> She's like, hey, can you fly the, the ship for a while? What ship is Arlani on now? Um Steadfast. Was that it? Sure. I think so. Yeah. Steadha- steadfast, I think, was the one in Treason. Yeah. So let's assume that, that Jason Sedula is now flying the
0: Steadfast through <laughs> space. <laughs> 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 flying thrawn in Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> That's so okay. Um back to Arlani. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more thing, though. The idea of Arlani meeting Sabine Wren makes me feel bonkers. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Arlani
2: and
1: any of the ghost crew. Like, I would love yeah, to see. She would fit been. right in
0: with them, I feel like.
1: Yeah. I don't think that her and Kanan would get
0: along, actually.
1: Okay, well. I guess that's it's not, not a problem really anymore. Problem, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's backtrack a bit. Okay. What have we not covered yet? I feel like there's a lot. Any standout moments from Greater Good?
2: Not anything I can really think of. Greater Good is also the one that I'm like foggiest on. I feel like I don't remember it quite as well. Because I've read all the others like two or three times. And I think Greater Good I've read like one and a half times. <laughs> so um <laughs> I feel like I don't know that one as well. But I don't remember there being any like real crazy Arwani moments. Um oh she does. Um, and actually this is something that I kind of wanted to talk about. Um she does have a moment in Greater Good now that I'm thinking about it where she kind of like confronts Lakinda um who is later zinda but Lakinda at the time. Um she basically like confronts her about the fact that she doesn't like Theron. She's like, "Uh I can tell that y'all don't get along. Um so suck it up cuz you're going to have to work together." Um and I think that's really cool and it makes sense that she does that because of like It just, she needs everybody in the just expansionary defense fleet to, like, work together. But then also, I always think part of that is, like, because I feel like she has very much, like, big sister vibes for Thrawn. Um, And so I feel like that's partly her, like, protecting Thrawn in a way, as, like, a big sister would do. Um, And that is something I want to talk about. Obviously, Barika is my favorite character in Star Wars. I talk about her on Twitter nonstop. Um, and, uh, so this is spoilers for lesser evil, but Barika is Thrawn's older sister that is a Skywalker, um, and gets taken when she's five years old. And, um, Thrawn is two. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, uh, she's three years older than him and he doesn't get to have this big sister. And I feel like Arlani kind of fills that role as big sister for Thrawn, because um, she very much acts that way around him, um, like throughout the Ascendancy books, you know, she kind of takes him under her wing. Uh, the their first little encounter, Thrawn is in trouble um, because they think that he cheated on a test that Aralani kind of uh, that Aralani gave um, the class or whatever because she's a senior cadet at the time, um, and so um, she kind of helps Thron proved that he did not cheat um she takes him under her wing that way and i love that one of the very first interactions they have is like whenever that little trial goes on break and thrawn thinks that he's about to be kicked out of the um training academy on napuror and everything like that um and uh she basically tells him like you need to eat something like and that is just such big sister vibes like She's like, uh, you might as well go eat something, because even if you do get kicked out, like, at least it's one more free meal for you. So uh, go have some food. Um, and so I I love that. And then uh, also, it's just interesting because Arlani is, I believe, three years older than Thrawn. And so she kind of is the same age that Brika was. Um, so she really does, like, kind of fill in that role. And she is basically Thrawn's big sister.
1: Have, what are your thoughts on the meeting? On Barika and <laughs> the meeting? I'd love to hear them. So glad you asked, mm-hmm. because I have a headcanon,
2: because they were both a Rizzy for a time, uh, Thank when... You. And so I have a headcanon that they dated, because all my favorite characters need to kiss, obviously. <laughs> Um and I think unlike with roscu it was a good relationship. And then they just realized like we don't really work together. We want different things. Like you wanna go be in the Chiss uh expansionary defense fleet. Uh you're like a military woman or whatever. And I have other things I want to do. Um, so I think they just kind of like amicably set it separated. Uh but yeah, I do kind of had canon that they dated and like their late teens, early twenties.
1: Okay, so I'm obsessed with yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I I have written a fic
2: before, uh, not about that specifically. So this is the fic is set uh when Thrawn and Arwani have the, their little sleepover. Um, you know, they go stay at the Urizi homestead for a little bit. And I wrote a fic about a party that they go to and they run into Garika or zurika, at that time I guess they run into her like at the party and this is after they've broken up so like it's a little awkward (laughs) like Thrawn and Arlani try to like avoid her all night they like hide in a bush for a while (laughs) and then realize like she's not leaving so we have to find another way to get out of here and um so I really like of them (laughs) together.
1: so when are you writing the next the next just ascendancy novel like <laughs> um, has he emailed you yet <laughs> yeah
2: I have uh I've done the math and I have written more about Barika than Timothy Zonass,
0: by like a lot like 10 times as much <laughs> that's so funny actually <laughs> Ron and Arlani one of the things I love about their relationship um aside from like her just being like literally there for him longer and more like she has more like personal loyalty to him than pretty much anyone else but i also think she's probably like one of if not the only person who can like actually keep up with him in terms of like the way his mind works because i feel like there are a lot of people like both in the chis ascendancy and then like later obviously like eli and people like that who can like figure out how his like brain functions and kind of like make it work like that's a big part of like thrawn 2017 is eli trying to figure out like what is this guy's deal i don't know what he's talking about half the time and he keeps like asking me things and i'm like i don't know what's going on but i feel like arlani beyond like understanding how thrawn's mind works is able to kind of like match his energy so like when they're working together he'll have these like kind of crazy plans and like i think we were talking about this before of like he'll have these plans that are like very clearly going to get them in trouble and she's kind of like Mm, yeah let's do it though like i trust you and like i think maybe this is a good idea so let's just kind of like see what happens um and i think that that's probably one of the things i love the most about their friendship is like for someone like thrawn who kind of like function like his mind functions very differently than a lot of the people he's around and that's why like a lot of people don't like him a lot of people like can't work with him or he gets like frustrated because they don't like understand what he's trying to convey a lot of the time um but Arlani like always does and I think that's like part of the reason why they get along so well and why he like keeps her so close over the years especially like in the ascendancy obviously um because he knows that like if he has an idea or he has something to say that like she's gonna get it and he's not gonna have to like explain it to her and he's not gonna have to feel frustrated because like someone isn't understanding the idea that he has and the way that like he wants to present it
2: yeah definitely um and I think it is kind of important to note that Arulani is really good at her job um I think it's in Chaos Rising at the end uh yeah when Jyxtus is first introduced um he kind of like Gives a, oh, actually, it might be in greater good. Anyway, it's in one of the books. Talking to Jixus is a conversation between Jixus and Kulori. Cool and Jixus is saying, like, we have a list of people that we think might be a problem for us in the Chiss Ascendancy. And the people on the list include uh, the Keef and they include Arlani. Um, they do not include Supreme Admiral Jafask, which I always think is very funny. <laughs> they were basically like, "Yeah, he's not going to be a problem." <laughs> but Arlani makes the list, so like, she has kind of made a name for herself, like even outside the Justice Embassy, as being like this great military leader. I just always think that's very interesting.
1: Yeah, no, she is. She is so good at her job. I also think that, like, I just remember like the biggest moment in in chaos rising for me at least was when arlani like decided to become arlani and not zayenda and change her name and release herself from her family uh which she is she was she blood or was she cousin she was blood so it was like a big deal (laughs) she's literally insane for that um Mm -hmm. she yeah that moment i was like oh my gosh this woman would do anything for the Chis Ascendancy. And, uh, and to have that in a character who is also, has like really well-written relationships with people like we've been talking about, who also is very um, in control of herself and knows who she is. And it's not just like blindly following what she would give her life for is so amazing and insane. And I'm obsessed with that um, because she does, like, yes, she is, Always going to put the choose ascendancy first, you know, but also like maybe the way that everyone would like her to do that isn't the way that she's going to. She's very much like thrawn in the sense that, oh, maybe we should get creative with things. No, she's not like, yes, let's go, like preemptive strike. But she's kind of yeah. like, okay, maybe I'll go along with it a little bit. Just, you know, if it's for the greater good. <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: because I think, she, I mean, obviously, she has a much better understanding of politics than Thrawn does. Um, and so I think that does let her or influence her decisions a little, especially since politics and the trist ascendancy are so complicated. Um, like, how can they not influence her decisions? But I, I think you're right. Like She really does try to um, do whatever is best for the greater good, uh, even if it might mean that she gets in a little bit of trouble. Politically, um, you know, she has the best interests of the Chis Ascendancy at heart. Um, and then I think it's also interesting to see how she cares about like other aliens outside of the Chiss Ascendancy. Like there's that scene in Chaos Rising where her and Thrawn um uh well first first in Chaos Rising, there's the scene where Thrawn wants to help out the uh I I don't remember what alien species it is, but there's another alien species that he wants to help out. And he knows that he can tell them how to win this battle, but they're not allowed to get involved. And Thrawn says, all I would have to do is like broadcast directions to them and they would be able to win. And she kind of is like, well, we can't directly help, but I'm going to look the other way. If you want to go hook up a laser to like send a message, you can go do that. Um, And so she kind of does that because she does like feel something for that alien race that was getting their ass whoops, you know, like she, she wants to help them. And then the, those people like invite her and Thrawn to like some kind of event on their planet and they go through like a festival and as they're walking around and they see like the fabric that uh, these people have made and like other things, she says something about like I never really saw them as people because uh, I only saw the Chiss as people. But now I'm realizing like there are people outside of the Chiss ascendancy, and so I, I just thought that was very interesting, like development for her character.
1: No, exactly. I totally agree with that that line when she said that I was like, "That's a weird thing to say," um, but then you know, upon like further thinking, the Chiss really are secluded from everywhere else in the galaxy uh, and yeah. beyond, and. So for her to be able to be like, okay, maybe, like, I will think a little bit more critically about the universe that I live in, uh, when all that has been hammered into her since she was born is, nope, it's just the Chiss, and we will do anything to protect the Chiss, because we're the only ones who should have power, like, where we are in the Chiss ascendancy, Uh, that is phenomenal of her. Uh, yeah yeah that's really great I love that it's such a like interesting little detail to put in I feel like there's so many little like nuances and details that Timothy Zahn puts into all of his characters but for that one in particular to be you know Arlani who ends up actually being the one to um take in Eli right Mm -hmm. is I love them I really do love them Yeah,
2: and I I do really like the relationship between Eli and Arlani. Like, um, you know, she seems very cold to him at first, uh, but he does admire her. He, like, realizes, like, I think he has some line where he says something about, like, Arlani is a fantastic leader. She's not Thrawn, but (laughs) she's
0: she's really good at this. Uh, Um, He has to defend his boyfriend. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, Eli and Arlani are just, like, the star wars like epitome of like mlm wlw so, like solidarity like that's yeah. literally just them she's yeah, very much he shows so. up yeah. at the chris Ascendancy and he's like yeah i'm thrawn's friend and she's like i got it yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's like i'm gay too ron has like, had one please. of these
1: before his name is the macro <laughs> um
2: But yeah, and then, uh, like, at the end of Treason, when she has kind of realized now, like, that she can trust Eli, like, he's finally, like, proven himself, and she kind of comes to the realization that uh, it would make more sense to actually tell him, like, what the data he's looking at is. Like, she, like, finally trusts him with that, and so, like, I always think that's really interesting, and also, like, interesting how the relationship developed and everything like that, so.
1: Yeah, after the ending of *Treason*, I think um, I just really need more of them. Like, obviously, yeah. I need more like chess novels. Like, I need to know what's going on. You know, yeah. Why? Why yeah. is Eli actually studying Vanya? Like what does this lead to why did you put yes. that as the ending to put these on <laughs> if you're not going to write anything more like okay never mind but um yeah. <laughs> I need a Chiss novel about like every point
2: in time of the Chiss ascendancy like I need one like yes. back before the high republic like during the old republic I need one during the high republic era I need one that is like a uh book about like when they started fading the skywalkers. I need a yes. book about like what happens
1: after treason. Exactly. Like there are very many novels that I need about the chess. Um with yeah. these on if you want to go ahead. I know that you're like on the verge of <laughs> retirement here, but yeah. maybe pass down the reins. Uh you can email me at Pokemon <laughs> <Bookermpod laughs> <at Google. laughs> um, Like <laughs> anyways um but yeah, I feel like a, whatever is happening next for Arlani, maybe we'll see her in the Ahsoka show. It's a possibility. Do I want it to happen necessarily? No. No, I don't really want to see her in the Ahsoka show. I, I just want another book about her um, and Eli. Uh, and then finding, I want to know her reaction to, to Thrawn getting dragged off into space by whales. Yeah that's what I want to know really
0: uh so whenever we can get that I'll be happy when will Arlani like I know we already talked about her meeting the ghost crew but now I'm just thinking about how funny an interaction between Arlani and Ezra Bridger would be um oh for sure back to this but like I just think it'd be hilarious yeah I agree I'm like okay yeah sure like if she's in the Ahsoka show that would be cool honestly just like ch- like obviously Thrawn is going to be there but like any other Chiss in the Ahsoka show I would like be the worst person on the planet but like <laughs> where is the Arlani novel where's the Arlani yeah. trilogy
1: yeah I know everyone's been been saying Eli Vanto trilogy um we said it 10 million times on our lesser evil episode uh <laughs> because I wanted it to happen like I want it to happen, yeah. but also an Arlani trilogy would
0: be, you know, I'd be here for yeah, it. Yeah, not to right. be so controversial, but I would, I'm gonna get like hate comments for this. I would trade <laughs> an Eli Vanto trilogy for an Arlani trilogy, like so sorry Eli, but like. You just got us <laughs> blocked by all of just Twitter, just by the way. <laughs> I'm sorry, Arlani's my favorite Chiss, she's my favorite character from the Thrawn novels, like. I have to support a girl boss whenever I can. I love you, Eli. Eli can be in the Arlani trilogy. Like he can be like the secondary character. Like it makes (laughs) sense. Um, But no, I need more of Arlani. Like yesterday. Mm
1: -hmm. Like I'm
0: very deprived. It's now been like seven, eight months since Lesser Evil came out. That's far too long. I need an announcement about. Something just soon. I know, like we can't be doing this radio silence anymore. Like, yeah, I just need something. At least you could tell me there's there's like a new novel coming out in like 2037, and I'd be like, okay, (laughs) at least we have something. (laughs) Maybe Taiko Itv's new. Star Wars movies, <laughs> The When he was like, oh, okay, die. because <laughs> did you see that interview he did where he was like, yeah, I want to like explore new characters and like step away from like the Skywalker saga, and oh into The Chiss Ascendancy.
1: He uh, would let. Wait, he, let me let introduce me to, you to, to Timothy
0: Zahn. He would let Thrawn and <laughs> Eli true. kiss. He would let Arlani and Dutro kiss. He Absolutely. would. He, he would, would let Thales and Samacro kiss. Like Michael <laughs> yeah. <Tycho> itd would <sighs> get it.
1: So not to be literally the most toxic person ever, but when you just said that, I was like,
0: wait, Samara and Thalias didn't kiss. I
1: have, had to think about oh it no, for a
0: second. <laughs> I was like, but they were love interests. And I was like, okay, but like, canonically, they never actually... Maybe I just read too much fan fiction. And... <laughs> no, literally.
1: Canonically, they're not even actually love interests. Like, know, no, so... no, no, no,
2: no.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't say that. Maybe I See, do. This is, uh, Timothy's on... A Aside from being able to write, like, girl bosses and gay people, there's not even that much, like, romance in any of the Thrawn novels, like, at there's all. Like, at there's all. basically none. There's, like, a few people who are, like, in relationships, but it's not even, like, a thing. Um, but he, like, somehow writes romance almost- better than, like, any other part of Star Wars. <laughs> I,
2: think, I think he can do it if he doesn't know it's romance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's the thing. He just has to not be aware...
0: That, exactly um, what do you mean don't happening. you know that Zistalmu and his wife were like the greatest love story of all time <laughs> <laughs> <Zistamu>. <laughs> his wife whose name I don't even know
1: I'm like I'm like Zistalmu had a wife I thought he was dating Therpean
0: the only reason I know <laughs> yeah. that he had a wife is because I'm like remember when he had an affair <laughs> <laughs> but like that's what I'm saying Zestalmu and Therpean had a better relationship than like no exactly most people in Star Wars I was gonna drop some names but not to bring up to legends again <laughs> um not to bring up legends again
2: but in legends um you know there's like a romance between mara jade and luke i romance in quotations um it's basically non-existent like i was confused in the book when the first thing that happens that tipped me off that there was a romance is luke asks mara jade to marry him <laughs> and I was like oh, where did this come from <laughs> Okay, so, See, so Timothy's on, I really don't think, well, except he does do a good job with Han and Maya. but yeah, I don't think he can, like, write a romance from scratch if he knows
1: it's
0: romance. Yeah, I'll just be like, just write two characters who are, like, close friends, and then we get to the end, and I'm like, and now they kiss. Yeah. And it's perfect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he just needs, he just needs some, like, romance writers to copy edit, like, that's. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> he's like this isn't a romance and they're like
0: yeah it is
1: yeah he turns in a draft of lesser evil and they're like oh my gosh this is such a good romance you have so many different subplots like romantic subplots and he's like what
0: what are yeah. you like wow I love the queer representation and he's like huh he's like, what's that
1: <laughs> I'm sorry
0: I feel like like not slandering
1: timothy's on at all like I don't actually believe this is completely a joke but I feel like you were like oh my gosh I love like the queer romance between Theron and Eli Vanto. Timothy Zahn would be like, what does queer mean? Like <laughs> much but like you know, Reed
0: Silas, he needs someone to explain. No, queer. but I do feel like if I was like, oh, I love Thales and Samakro, like I think they would be such a cute couple or whatever. He'd be like, huh? Really? Yeah. And i would be like, Bessie, like, come on, you literally wrote
2: it. How can you not see this? you know at a convention or something one time he was surprised to learn that people find thrawn hot (laughs) he was he was shocked
0: i have only timothy's on because when i learned this (laughs) i was also shocked (laughs)
1: I wonder wonder if I had a conversation with Timothy Zahn, what he would think of my
0: thoughts on Simacro. (laughs) I think I said this to someone like literally a few days ago, but I was like, I would love to just like sit down and have coffee with Timothy Zahn and just like figure out what's going on in his brain. I would like to know. (laughs) Like, I'm just
1: very curious. (laughs) Timothy Zahn, we love you so much, we just don't understand you.
0: does it so well that's why it's so like perplexing I'm like how do you keep doing this like how do you literally never miss like this is
1: this is why I need Timothy Zahn to write the Obi-Wan and Commander Cody novel um because because I know he'll do it on accident he'll make them boyfriends yeah but when you have
2: lines like you hold my words in your hands and their meanings or what is Wutro's line I'm trying to remember what it is or no it's Arlani's to Wutro she says something like I haven't written it she says, your brain is the one I rely on to make sure mine is functioning properly. That's gay. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: gay. Like, I'm sorry.
0: What? Hey, okay. also, not to bring up Therpian and Zestalmo again, I'm so sorry, but when they are, like, talking for the last time and Therpian's like, do you think that we could ever, like, have a relationship again? What? Yeah. What was that? This is so bad, but
2: Thurfield and Zestalmu are my fourth favorite Star Wars couple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, but like they're just they so toxic and so funny. Anyways, Arlani. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. That's you what we're Arlani about.
1: thoughts. <laughs> um I'm trying to think if I had anything
2: else that I wanted to talk about. Oh, something I did discover when I went back to do like a little bit of research. Um, is when I was reading her like introduction in Outbound White, um, it says that she wears white from her collar to her boots. So her boots are white and all the fan art and stuff, like she's just drawn with black boots, like a typical like green admiral's uniform, but I couldn't find it anywhere in Canon that like disputed that they weren't white. So I think her boots are white, which is very powerful because how does she keep those clean? <laughs> no, exactly.
0: <laughs> we can't talk about Arrlonie's boots because I <laughs> want to say so many things that are not appropriate. <laughs> so you'
1: listening guys
0: are <laughs> <laughs> <is> just so
1: <sighs> anyway. I'm, like, very grateful that I'm attracted to women and got to read the Theron Ascendancy series.
2: My only other note is that
0: she does sculpting, which we kind of talked about. I love her so much. So I love a woman Sorry. who's multi-talented. A woman in the arts. Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. Once again, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode.